I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greetings one and all and welcome to the Football Rebel Mailbag. It's Saturday 4th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidushan Hunter-Archer. Well, 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 everybody, welcome to our very first Football Ramble mailbag. Here at Ramble HQ, we receive so many brilliant emails and correspondence across social media from yourselves. We wanted to give you and your contributions a proper home. We'll be bringing you a brand new mailbag every two weeks. Each episode will be full of our favourite bits of correspondence from the past fortnight, whether it's your stories on email, questions on Instagram, and X, nothing is off the table. Good stuff on X. Absolutely. So if you want to get in touch with us after today's show, tweet us on X at Football Ramble. <laughs> so shite. Yeah. Message us on Instagram at Football Ramble. And of course, you can email us show at footballramble.com. How exciting is this, Luke Moore? Yeah, it's a bit like that video of Joe Rogan firing the arrow into Elon Musk's Cybertruck. Right. Um, the listeners are Joe Rogan. The arrow <laughs> is the crossbow 
Bolt is the um, is, is the us. correspondent, okay. and we're the cyber truck. Yeah. It's bouncing off us. I it's thought getting... we're the we're the musketeer, puffing on a fat one. Yeah, <laughs> big time. The, musket, the musketeer has got some great stuff going on. Yes, he, he, he improves everything he touches. What he we, knows the club. What, <laughs> what have we got? What have we got? Um, first fish. First question is from Toto. With all the club ownership shenanigans we have seen, do you think there is a limit? where it becomes acceptable to just switch allegiance from your childhood family team? Ah. That's a good question. We have a similar question, actually, if I, if I may piggyback on, on that one. A uh, similar question from Nesbitt, who says, what's it going to take to reverse the relentless inshittification <laughs> of football? Every yeah. element of spontaneity is being optimised out of the game. Please solve this during this particular podcast. Thank you. So it's part of a wider kind of broad um, milieu, isn't it, about you know the, the general state of the modern game and what fans can and can't do and how they can, opt- mm-hmm. I suppose, to, to use Nesbitt's words back at him in a different way, how they can optimise their own fan experience yes. in a way that perhaps lends itself to how they liked football when they first started watching it. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's a, it's a re- and the thing is, the first question from Toto is a real hot potato because that is like really one of the most taboo things in football fandom, isn't it? Yeah, and I would say as a childhood Manchester United fan, I think there's nothing wrong with changing club. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's funny, I've never, I've never really been um, particularly precious about that. I, 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 I genuinely don't really care. And I, I think, Marcus, you're probably quite a good example of that in terms of someone who moved... Of so many things. Moved to, you know, who moved to London and then started supporting Fulham, but you, they weren't necessarily your childhood team. Well, they weren't my childhood team. And so yeah. one, one of the things I always... Well, I feel like I missed out on growing up is my dad is a Liverpool fan, um, moved to the UK, wanted to go and watch Liverpool, was advised against it um, for various reasons. Um but then because of that, didn't really take me to football. Yeah. And I right. think I and I feel like I missed out on that relationship with my dad. We watch football all the time. Yeah. But in terms of going somewhere weekly and enjoying it together, <clears throat> it, it was probably quite late on in our lives that we started doing that. Yeah, I see what you mean. And so if I have kids, or even if I move to a, a, a different area where they have like a local team, I would like to go and yes. build up that routine from scratch. Yeah. I think that's uh, definitely a thing that people... I, like, well, I think it depends <clears throat> on, on a number of factors, and you've just talked about it there. If it's a team that you have gone to watch with, say, your father or, or a group of mates or whatever, significant people in your life, and you've done it, especially from a young age, <clears throat> to then say, "Oh no, I'm I'm backing out, lads," or "I'm oh, sorry, Dad, but uh, yeah, I'm not in, into it." it. It's very, very difficult it, because you feel it's a part of you. Now, as you say, for me, I didn't re- I didn't have a childhood team growing up, all that kind of stuff, and for for years, actually, I didn't support anybody, and I wanted to kind of go right. I'm going to support actually a local side and so on, which happened to be Fulham, you know. <clears throat> um, so so the whole kind of attachment, people thinking that um, the club is almost like a part of them. Mm. I, I'm actually a bit distanced from that. I find that slightly foreign. And in one sense, I have missed out, of course. In another sense, I'm actually, the way it's gone and the way it's going, I'm quite glad of the position I'm in. Yeah. Because like people who will like, literally get tattoos on them, you know, and it's, I almost look at that and go, fair enough, I admire it. And, in, 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 and without sounding patronising or anything, but I'm like, you do realise that you are treated with complete disdain. Contempt, yeah. Contempt, yeah. Content, like, they really... Some clubs are obviously better than others, but I, 
that's what it is. To me, unfortunately, these are just huge capitalist machines. You know, they are yeah. only <clears> club <throat> in name. Yes, uh, down the lower leagues and whatnot, people would obviously say that's bollocks. It's inf- it's important for um, the community. Well, absolutely, but we're not talking about those clubs really. I know takeovers. Any 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 team can be subject to that. But trying to get back to the question just just quickly before you boys have a go, I think it depends on a number of factors, and it will be very very difficult for some people to do that because if they are your local club, yeah. you can hear the cheer of the crowd from where you are in your lounge everybody goes to go no I'm now not a part of this you're essentially saying I'm not a part of the community I'm not a part of my local area and And that is very difficult whereas of course living in London as I say with my background which I've declared quite quickly there for me it's kind of like yeah like if, if Fulham got taken over by a load of bastards and whatnot. Well, again, um, <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be easier for me, but I'm not sure I would do it. I think you have to wait until it happens and then see. But Pete was very, very down on the Saudis taking over, and as he still is, but he still supports his team. And, and fair enough, I'm not having a go at him for that. My, I, mean, I think I'm the only person in the room today who's maybe got that quote-unquote traditional yeah. Yeah. way yeah. of supporting a team, right? So when I was a kid, um, it's probably not the same now. I haven't lived there for a very, very long time the way football is now which kind of speaks to the questions we received is probably that it's not like that now it's probably there's a lot of Man City shirts a lot of Chelsea shirts probably a lot of Man United shirts knocking about in um, in, in Portsmouth but back then it really wasn't ever a question it right. was kind of like you know I was in the Portsmouth tracksuit from a very young age mm-hmm. and, and I was, as soon as I was old enough I was going and I would go with my friends from school and, mm-hmm. and that's how it was and and it, it's kind of become it becomes it does become a bit of a curse because I've never really ever considered supporting anyone else and the reason for that is um, when I go to Fulham, mm. which I do with you or other people, or I go to Spurs or I go any, sometimes I've been to Palace a few times. You, know, you go to these different clubs that are more local to you and perhaps you just love football. So you want to go to see, because I always describe myself as a football fan who supports Portsmouth, not mm. a Portsmouth yeah, fan. Yeah, and um, You never and, refer to Portsmouth as we. No, not really. Yeah. And, the, and the thing, and the, here's the thing, Toto's question, to just switch allegiance from your childhood slash family team. Be careful on that because the way I saw it is that sometimes I would sit there at Fulham and go, this is a nice club. I like being here. They're a good team. Yeah. It's really it's right by the river. Some nice pubs. Yeah. I could get into this as yeah, a day totally, out. Yeah, right? yeah. But can I honestly say to myself, if I'm being totally honest, yeah. I could ever genuinely care when they lose. Yeah. And that's the key. Yeah. Like the key is we can all enjoy a win. We yeah, go up yeah, to Newcastle yeah. and watch them in an amazing game against PSG yeah. for the day and go, this has been a great experience. Isn't this a great, exciting thing? Just like going to the theatre yeah, yeah. or whatever. But if they had lost, mm. I honestly wouldn't have given a shit. And if any other team loses, mm. I don't care. If Portsmouth lose, I still do care, even though I'm quite removed from it. So my initial response to <clears> Toto <throat> is that it's just not as easy as that. No, it isn't. And the only way I've ever been able to kind of square it in my mind is I've thought, if I move somewhere else, I consider local, non-professional, non-league football to be kind of something separate. Yeah. So I could probably attach myself mm-hmm. to a local non-league team and then I would worry about the fact that if they ever got so successful, they got on the same division as Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd have to cross that bridge. But, in, but again, it. but like I said, it depends where you live and all that kind of stuff because in London, you've got loads of options. Yeah. For, for these kind of clubs as well. You know, in some places, in fact, a lot of places in the country, you don't. Your local club might be the non-league club. It might be the... But I would be very surprised if Toto, yeah. and he should, maybe they should follow up with us, could ever be honest with themselves and say they could just switch. Because if they're asking for permission to switch, mm-hmm. then I don't think they need permission. You just do what you want, as we yeah. said. I mean, no, life's a bit too short for all that stuff. Um, but... I'll be interested to know if they actually do care. And this speaks... And by the way... It depends the, who they support, though, because again, like, I mean, look, I, I But honestly, I don't think it does depend who they support. No, I think it does because... Um, 
if, if, if Vish, if you said for whatever reason, say you, you, you thought I'm not going to support Manchester United anymore. Again, I don't think that's fully possible. I think you will still have. I think you can. I think you can. I think you can turn the volume down. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, think, I think maybe know. the luxury I have with that is because I I don't live in Manchester. Exactly, don't I live in Manchester. Born and raised in Manchester. Exactly, yeah. and, and and so say if you suddenly started to go into watch your your local club or or the the club that was local to you as a child, like QPR or or whoever, then I think you could do that. But as I said, I think you can only turn the volume down on it. It is difficult with the, with as as Toto says with the club ownership shenanigans, and then there are owners that people will strongly disagree with. It was a bit like in a similar vein, the Qatar World Cup. People said, "I just, I can't watch this. I, I totally disagree." You're going to watch it. You yeah. know, I, admire, I admire anybody who genuinely turns it off. Fair enough. I think it's incredibly difficult. But that that speaks to the to the second question. Yes, which is general and shitification. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we bracketed them up together. Yeah. Because actually, ironically, <clears throat> the only thing that I can see that could possibly rele- reverse the relentless shitification, as, as Nesbitt says is people doing exactly what we're talking about. Well, indeed. And I think... That's the only thing, is go but, but local, it, get involved, you know, almost force yourself to care mm. about your local team because we've all seen what it's like in Premier League terms where there's games without any fans there. It's mm. not really a product. It's not... Re- I mean, it's not really a kind of... Um, a mar- a, anywhere near as marketable a product mm-hmm. as it is with fans. The fans... It's a really weird situation because the fans do have all the power, mm-hmm. but they don't choose to wield that power. Yeah. And until they do choose to wield that power... I don't think anything will change no. because I think the people at the top of the game aren't making decisions with them in mind. But also, I don't know if they're capable of making decisions with them in mind because they've never been those types of people. So it's very, very distant. But why would people real... going to watch local football suddenly change the initiativeification? You mean even emptying the stands of yeah. the big games? Yeah. yeah, don't go to the games. That's well. the answer. The answer is always that, and it's the answer no one wants. Well, no, it, I, it's, want, it's, I want this to change. I think, I think it's change anything about I, my I think behavior. It's, I think it's, it's, it's too it's, big an ask, Luke. Well, yeah, but but like, but but to, I agree with that, but I also agree with Luke because otherwise, there's literally nothing else. Nothing else will stop it. It's just, it's just, it's on a steady path now. Mm-hmm. You can't. The, it would take something drastic to throw it, of course, and this is the that is the only thing. It's not fair to ask fans to do it. I totally agree with that. Well, yeah. It's the only thing that can be done. And yeah. also, also, fans shouldn't be blamed for not doing it. No, no, I, uh, but, I, but I agree it's, with that. It's, I think it's worth making a point that, like, it's done. Yeah. yeah? Like, it, nothing is going to reverse it apart from something like that. And I, th- I think, though, that it's something that we sort of slightly cling to, but I think sometimes we're quite right to, is look at the Super League. The fans stopped that. Exactly. Instantly. And, and that, That's was, the power. that was incredible. That's the power. And, and kudos to a great example. Because, yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's move on, uh, yeah. everybody. Another question here. Something a bit lighter mm. uh, from Jordan Midler. Um, the Midler, if you will. Uh, he said, what's the best goal you've ever seen in person? Mine is a Nakamura free kick versus Manchester United, which was a oh, stunning Chelsea, free kick. Over the wall. Was it like just in his half? Like it was so yeah. far out, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. I know it wasn't just in his half. Yeah. <laughs> um, Luke Moore, what about you? Um, I thought about this quite a lot. And you and I witnessed a beauty together at Wembley once. Tell me more about that one then. Yaya Torre, Cup Final against Sunderland. I could have chosen that one. <sighs> I could have chosen that one. The, that was, the League Cup Final. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the way Sunderland bossed that first half, a 1-0 up. It's not just the Lee goal. Lee was brilliant. It, was, it's not, it wasn't just the goal. It was what it meant for the whole game. Yeah. The ball drops to Yaya Torre. He's on the, his, his body isn't even looking at the goal. And it's as if in that moment he just thought, I'm doing this now. We're winning. We're, yeah, enough yeah. of this nonsense. Yeah. yeah. And just whips it in. It was a glorious goal. Well, I was gonna. What it was a fantastic goal, and I could have chosen that one, but you didn't. I didn't. What I chose, I tried to go. I went a little bit off piste, and the thing, the reason I did this is because it. What came to mind immediately yeah. 
wasn't actually a goal, but a performance that did involve a couple of goals. So if you'll bear with me, that's what I'm going to go with. I know what you're going for. Go on. It's at Wembley, wasn't it? It was at Wembley, yeah. Yeah, little lad. Am I allowed to answer the question, or do you? You asked He's me. He's going to... for Lionel Messi against Tottenham for Barcelona in the Champions League. You asked me to answer <laughs> it, and you decided to answer it yourself. Well, you annoyed me. You didn't pick Yaya Toure. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had a chance to answer yourself. Well, because you've not answered the, the question directly. Well, I think I think first of all, the first goal was brilliant. It was. It's a great team goal, mm. and he was just incredible to watch in person. For me, that was probably the most impactful experience because I was really excited to actually watch Messi in person. Mm -hmm. He performed in such an incredible way that to me, the goals are a part of that and I'll always remember it. It was just incredible and he was, it was amazing that season generally, obviously Mm -hmm. in the Champions League. I think at that point he was averaging a goal in the Champions League every half an hour or something. It was was mental. (laughs) Was that the Rakitic volley? It was, exactly. Rakitic was brilliant as well that game. I'll tell you who else was brilliant. Were they 4-2 winners? They were. Artur was brilliant in that game as well. But it was it was a masterclass, and what and what it was was something that you don't see very often, if hardly ever. Yeah, where, I, you, you, veer, you are veering off the question. Where, I know, Jordan. It's fine. He won't mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are people there, of course, to watch Spurs. Mm-hmm. They're there because they're watching their team win the Champions League. <laughs> but every single one of them, ever being honest with themselves, yeah. is thinking, "I can't wait to see Messi play." Yeah, of course. And and he and he put on an absolute masterclass. That's why people are very happily parting with um, their houses to watch Messi <laughs> in, in uh, Major League Soccer. Yeah. Mm. Um, Vish, could you answer the question a bit more directly? Best goal you've seen in person? Um. <sighs> It's between two. Um, Lorenzo Insigne against Belgium in the quarterfinals of the Euros. Lovely one, lovely one. That that formed part of the best, probably the best quality of football, 45 minutes that I've seen mm-hmm. live, that Belgium-Italy quarterfinal. Um, and that was just a brilliant goal. And he was having a great tournament as well. Yeah. And it was sat more or less behind it. And it, it's one of, those, one of those curlers into the far, yeah, it was. far top corner that... It starts outside the post and you and as soon as he hits it you're like that's that's going in yep, that. Yep, yep. Um or Song Hyun Min against um Burnley also at the ah, Tottenham Stadium when he runs no, that was at Wembley yeah. it, so. Oh sorry of course just yeah. before the Tottenham um, yeah. So this was it, it was an impressive goal. I feel like if I'd re if I rewatch it I'd you know I'll poke holes in mm. various things. But you know sometimes you want to see someone go coast to coast. Oh yeah. And it, who gives a shit if if someone could have tackled him or yeah. knocked him off the ball or whatever. Yeah. It's very cool and uh, a lovely little finish at the end. So probably between those two, I, I probably lean more towards Insignia. Good one. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the best goal I've seen. Uh, how about you, Marcus? Well, do you know what? I I mean, I've mentioned that Yaya Toura one. There was a Mark Van Bommel one I saw against um, uh, England at Friendly. Oh, from Miles out. God, yes. Yeah. Was, well, I was there. I remember that God, one. God, yeah. what a goal that was. He hit it so hard. But I'm yeah. going to pick one for the, um, the listeners um, to, to Google here. Um, I'm just really trying to find who scored it. In 2006, I was in Buenos Aires. There we go. And River Plate. He's a guy me from answering the question. He can't oh, remember no, the yeah. name of the person who scored this one. And it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> River Plate beat Paulista 4 1. And there was a gorgeous free kick by either Aban Monte- Montenegro or Santana. Yeah. Um, because they were the goal scorers that day. Smooth. And. <laughs> And it, honestly, just Google River Plate for Paulista, right, or YouTube. It we'll rather. get the guys to find it and put it on 2006, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was just, it was just one of those ones where it was behind the goal. I was at a great old stadium, El Monumental, very far out, top corner, pop bang, lovely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the football ramble. All right, then. Uh, have we got another question? We do. Um, from Laura Bradburn. Imagine you have a penalty to save your life. Who is taking it for you? Luke, uh, you go. Not Matt Luke, 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 there's a reason why I insisted on this question, because yeah. I'm going to answer first, um, and it would be Matt Letizia. Well, I'm not choosing Matt Letizia. Can I just shock you? He was top of my list as well. well yeah. <laughs> Matt Letizia is the greatest penalty taker of all time. you've not thought it through. I have thought it no, through. No, because he would score. And he would deny and it. And he'd make our lives a misery. No, and he would. would rather be dead. I d- <laughs> that is an interesting point. He scored 47 out of 48 penalties. Yeah. So I, a stunning I, record. So my, my, my other one, um, Leighton sentimentality, um, Hristo Stoichkov. Oh, Right, okay. What's his penalty record like? Very good. Well, clearly, but yeah. uh, have you got any numbers for me? No, I just wanted him to take it, because it's quite <laughs> cool. I like, I like the fact that your life depends on Risto Stoichkov. Uh, yeah, you, I think you want something more stable. Why? He's, he's, he's a madman, that's why. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, but if he looked over and thought, I don't, I don't like that guy. What a way to go, though. No, but I think he What would... a way to go, him missing a penalty. No, I think he would say, he looks like a bit of a knob. I'm going to smash it <laughs> off the keeper. I'm going to miss the penalty, but score the rebound, is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got, I've got. So he gets the best of both worlds. He it's kills hard. Vish, but he gets the goal. <laughs> we all win. He kills Vish, but he gets the goal. I, I, Cristiano Ronaldo's got to be up there. Ronaldo's up there. He's, he's missed a few, but I mean, come on, he's so. Reliable. I think his career 
conversion rate is about 95%. He's, oh, look, yeah. So you, no, you're, no looking, arguments you're looking at 90, so if you put it down to raw numbers mm. to save your life, yep. you're giving yourself a 95% chance of staying alive. It, it's not bad. If Messi, if it's, if it's specifically Messi at the Qatar World Cup, then you're safe. It's not messy overall, though, is it? No, but he scored. Every, he tucked loads away. He took a number of penalties. I, I would also put Shearer in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... But while he's, when he steps up, you've just got that Sunderland miss in the back of your mind. That's the only one, though. That yeah, might be I, 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 think I feel like because they miss so rarely, you're remembering those times. Because it's, it's like Harry Kane. Harry Kane is very reliable. But, you know, obviously the one against France, France and the yeah. one against Denmark in the Euros. Yeah. He scored yeah. the rebound. He see. did. But it does seem harsh to say if Harry Kane was taking a penalty, you'd think he was going to miss because he, no. he's a very, very uh, reliable for some, taker. For some reason, you'll know more about this than me, you guys, because I haven't got any stats in front of me. But for some reason, whenever this question comes up, which it does a lot. David Unsworth. Wow, I didn't think about that. That's not a bad Not now, though. Fucking <laughs> hell. Well, obviously not now. It is now. Not I wouldn't pick Stonecroft now, yeah. He's the bloke in yeah. the tinfoil hat. Oh, yeah, blimey. Yeah. Why am I relying on him? Um, for some reason, I feel like Michael Ballack's really good in shootouts. I think so. Yeah. I think he would take them in shooter. He's German. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. the answer, Laura, is any German man what, what or con- woman. What context is it? Yeah. Angela <laughs> Merkel. <laughs> I'd let Angela Merkel take yeah. a penalty for my life. Big Ange. Christoph Waltz. <laughs> Austrian. Oh, is he? Come on. Shit, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about this then? Let's do this one. Clem. We've got to squeeze a couple more in before we go. Uh, this is a great one from Liam. It's not a question, but it's just a great story. Go on. Um, he said, Liam says, I went to the press night mm. of Kenneth Branagh's King Lear in the West End last night. Oh, culture vulture. Yeah, he said, these things are usually pretty starry affairs. You know, the press night and all that. Loki actor Tom Hiddleston was there. Love that. And top thesp uh, Derek Jacobi <laughs> were there as well. <laughs> legend, legend, of, uh, legend of acting. Um, I was sitting a few He knows away. the bard. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> I was sitting a few seats away from TV's own judge, Rinder. Rinder. He knows the law. He does. Um, and who should be in one of the very best seats, enthusiastically applauding Ken at the end of the night? No. Big Ange himself. You're joking. Ange Postacoglu. Oh, not Angela Merkel. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, Ange Postacoglu. You had, um, he had a couple of the players. But no, I don't think he did. Uh, <laughs> it probably gets. It probably beats a night out of the Carabao, mm. and he may be pleased that Tottenham got knocked out. Maybe Ange was on um, the Carabao. That's why he was so enthusiastic. Yeah, he probably was. Mm. Um, though for all his how fellow well met shtick, he did refuse to sign an autograph for the sole autograph hunter as he left the theatre. Oh, I don't mind that. I it thought, was Jim Campbell. When, when, when he refused to sign it... Mm. I because I love Ange and I think we all do and his stock is so high. Oh, it is. I started to make excuses for why he's not signed the autograph and I think what he might have done, Big Ange, is he might have gone. It's not my area. If yeah. You want an autograph tonight? You want to see Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. an actor? Not the Derek Jacobi. Mm. Yeah, Ian, Ian McKellen's over there. Yeah. Have oh, a glass of wine. Maybe Ange he's, he's he's like just so good and everything he touches turns to gold at the moment. He'd already signed it and the guy didn't realise. Like no no no. And the guy walks off home and he's like that's a bit annoying. And then he goes home, looks at his piece of paper. And there it is, a little love letter. It's in um, Invisible Ink. <laughs> <laughs> he has to cry on it. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, can I also say, perhaps a little bit more controversially, um, if it's a press night, uh, you shouldn't be asking for autographs anyway. You should be a professional. Well, I think that's probably what Andrew's... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not the place for that. And also, the, the, yeah, and the, the reason those people attend that night is so they don't get bothered. That's right. So, exactly. Yeah. No, I, th- I, I think that's absolutely f- yeah, fair enough. I think that's absolutely fair. Um, but great to... Because I, I thought that... Um, I was going to make a shitty joke there, and I thought, was it, was it... <laughs> Have you ever been palmed off by... Um, Careful. A celeb- <laughs> was it Craig Shakespeare who's going to see? Who's <laughs> got the water on the stick? What's fucking Derek Jacobi doing here? Have you ever been palmed off, so to speak, by a celebrity? Did Ange go to watch Tom Hiddleston in Loki on Netflix with Craig Shakespeare? Is yeah, that what's happening? Maybe. Have I ever been... I've been mugged off by... Who have I been mugged off by? 
I told you my friend got mugged off by John Jensen, the Arsenal midfielder once. Yeah, you did. Told him to fuck off. Mm-hmm. He's got eight as well. <laughs> uh, got, I quite rate that. I've been mugged off twice by Bobby Zamora. I told you that. Yep, nice. Yeah, but uh, I told Bobby to do that. Yeah. One of the times, at least one of the times he's played with Fulham as well. Mm. Um, other than that, I don't, I'm don't. i not really the type to go up to people, so no. I'll, I'll, it's not really happened to me much. Uh. How about you? Vin? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. I've never been that into celebrities, to be honest. Well, you were into us before you got this job, weren't you? That's true. Yeah. Did I bother you? <laughs> I emailed a couple <laughs> Emails, of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably that actually. I think yeah. when I emailed but the ramble. Can I just take it back to Big Ange very quickly? Have yeah. you got? Have you got a story about being mugged off by a celebrity? Uh, Michael Portillo and crack off. Well, did not expect that. You got yeah. palmed off by yeah. Michael Portillo. Well, kind of. I mean, cracked off your own Portillo moment. <laughs> I did. Well, I should, uh, maybe that's a bit harsh on 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 Michael. Um, I was over there once, obviously for a stag do. Yeah. He wasn't. Nah. Loser. He was, um, he was a stag. He was doing his... <laughs> you're on your own trousers. Stag, stag, stag. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he was doing his um, railway documentaries. You know, he loves that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he, and, I, and we were walking around the town and um, saw him uh, walking around with his little gold blazer on. Yeah. And I said, it's bloody Michael Portillo. And they stopped quite near us uh, to sort of, I don't know, change the film or whatever they do. And uh, it was one of those. I've got to say, and I said, I walked up to him, said, "Oh, Michael, I, I, I'm a big fan of the week." And he went, "This week, did he?" Yeah. What Straight did you away. say? I said, Fuck. <laughs> "I said, I'm glad you got voted out." Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a bit aggressive by Michael. It was very aggressive. It wasn't what I was expecting, and um, and so I need him in the bollocks. And yeah. uh, no, but seriously, the lads. did you just humbly walk off? No, I said, "Oh yeah, of course, this week." Anyway, um, uh, are you doing your train? stuff or whatever yeah. I said and he was like yeah he's doing that he went right. locomotive yeah oh, so, so he was actually alright <laughs> no nah, he was he was a it, well he, I mean look he was working I shouldn't I only did it f- to, to amuse myself and yeah. I was amused sufficiently and off I went um, the, the final point about Big Ange is just that you know he spent quite a lot of the summer didn't he going and doing a lot of different various events he was at the Ashes he went to Wimbledon and a lot of people were going hang on a minute mate you ain't taking the piss here you're mm. supposed to be working on getting the team prepared we're absolutely shit turns out yeah. you need a bit of a balance in your life you need a bit of Shakespeare. Of course you, you do. Of course you do. You know, yeah, I mean, the, but the way people kicked off about that, like he, he wasn't playing in the Ashes. He wasn't gone missing. He hadn't gone missing for like two months. No, he wasn't playing the whole two weeks at Wimbledon. He just went went to watch some other sport. Yeah, I was. I, I think I, I I think um it was Big Pav who was kicking off, and I sort of talked about it on the show. <laughs> Big Pav was at his wit's end. That was when Big Pav was it's a Spurs fan was yeah. saying that Spurs need an exorcism, not a new manager. <laughs> uh, but he's he's now quite. I just need a bloody good bloke. I'd like- <laughs> <laughs> I would like to uh, end with my favourite um, football celeb palming off was when uh, you remember a friend of the show Luke, Rupert Fry of course you remember him Luke yeah. um, he had a friend who went to watch England versus Portugal in a friendly uh, yeah. I think England won 3-0 Shearer may have scored a lovely goal in that game and Eusebio was was there and uh, he walked past the crowd and he was signing a few autographs I've told this on many years ago on the pod and he said his friend, just like unlucky stuff happens. He's a bit of a Kevin Keegan type. Just unlucky stuff happens to him. Lovely guy, but for some reason, yeah. he, he'll get picked on in the bar. And it's just like, why? This is not fair. He doesn't look like a knobhead, et cetera, et cetera. And Eusebio was signing all these autographs and his friend uh, was there in the crowd and uh, and he said, oh, Eusebio, can I have an autograph, please? And Eusebio just went, no! And walked <laughs> off. <laughs> Yes. Lovely. Right, that. There that we are. Lovely. There we are, everybody. What a note to finish on. Well, thank you so much uh, for getting involved in this uh, first uh, Football Ramble mailbag. We will be back with another one of these in two weeks' time. So do get in touch. Remember to tweet us on X at Football Ramble. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> message us on Instagram at Football Rabble. And of course, email us, show at footballrabble.com. Join us on Monday, uh, of course, for the uh, for the Monday show. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Lovely old job. Thank you, Luke. Cheers. Thank you, Vish. Thank you all. And thank you, good listeners, because you have made the show happen. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.